Audio Hop Podcasts. This episode of Fabulous at 50 podcast is brought to you in association with Serona Hygiene, an award-winning startup best known for its flagship product Peabody, India's first female urination device. It is a simple disposable paper device that allows women to stand and pee in dirty and unfriendly toilets. For more female hygiene products, visit thesirona.com. Welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, the show that's all about being fabulous at 50 plus. With me is the author of Feisty at 50, Sudha Menon. Hi Jaydeep, how are you doing? I'm good, Sudha. Now, you know, in a previous chapter, in a previous episode, you had spoken about how you and Amma bonded over food. Mm-hmm. And in this chapter, this particular episode, uh, you know, you've spoken at great length about how you and Achan, your father, also bonded over food, particularly Sazuk Tupad se Moti Chur Ladu. Oh yes, you know that that was his most favorite uh, thing to eat. You know, because I live in Pune and he lived in uh, Mumbai, uh, there is always there was always this ritual uh, between us. I Achan had a great thing about dessert. He 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 loved sweets. He could eat uh, you know a bar of uh, huge bar of Toblerone or, or uh, Lind chocolate in just two days. He would mm. just polish it off. He could eat. anything sweet he could polish it off in a jiffy mm-hmm. you know his entire life he lived you know uh, working out and exercise and eating well and all of that but he used to also say that uh, there was a special place in his stomach which was exclusively for dessert so mm-hmm. no matter what meal he had eaten how much he had eaten on a particular day the the sweet part of his stomach was separate mm-hmm. so he could eat uh, that was know, a separate three, compartment separate altogether. compartment yeah. and You know the Motichur Laddu was when I was traveling from Mumbai. When I was scheduled to meet them in Mumbai, I would call and say, "What do you want from here?" And um, he would say, "Get me those Motichur Laddus," and uh, from Chittale. He knew the name, otherwise he couldn't care. But this particular <laughs> thing, he would say, "Get me those Chittale Motichur Laddus," and he would say, uh, "Not the oil wala, the sajuk tu patle." That mm. is a word I had taught him. Mm-hmm. I would say that this is pure ghee, and that's why it's so tasty. And um, I would get them to him. and um, he would hide he would hide them in the lowest compartment of the uh, fridge mm. because my mom has a habit even now of uh, she has a habit of giving things away you know anybody comes home and she would give away something sweet and that was his peeve with her you know you are giving away all my dessert mm. and don't mm. don't do that so um, she, he and i had this competition who could out eat the other mm. you know motichur laddu so often a half kg Uh, pack of uh, motichur laddus we could eat uh, between us uh, in a day that was the kind of so we bonded hugely over this uh, motichur laddu and um, one day about 3 4 years ago i was going and it's just before diwali and i was going to bombay and um, i asked him what do you want and he you know said oh my usual motichur laddu and i took those laddu to him and um, that those laddus never got eaten you know those laddus never got eaten because he fell ill that uh, that season and he had to be hospitalized and uh, so the laddus uh, uh, remained where he was where he had hidden it uh, in the you know lower shelf of the uh, fridge and at some point in his uh, during his hospital stay when his spirit was a little low i said 
you have to come back home soon because your laddus are waiting and he said i'll be home soon so you make sure the laddus are not eaten and we had a good laughter you know laugh over it and uh, achan never recovered from that illness you know mm. uh, he had a series of uh, complications and he passed away and those laddus remained uh, uneaten and when we finally found them we found them a couple of months later and their ghee laddus and nothing had happened to them mm-hmm. and um, it was the hardest thing for us to give away his stash over here a stash of chocolates and um, this laddu always in the fridge you know any time any of his children traveled abroad we had to bring toblerone for him because that was the one th- thing he would ask for mm. and tiger balm mm. if anybody went to <laughs> singapore he said tiger balm and the rest of the time it was toblerone chocolates and so it was the hardest thing for us to collect all of his goodies and give it away because we knew how much how much he loved those you know post dinner was his favorite time of the day because he would just sit there and polish off a ch- bar of chocolate with such relish even only a child could eat with mm-hmm. so much uh, pleasure but he was like that there was another very interesting story you know talking about this he also spoke about how hasled harry also has his own diwali memories yes and you know that that is that is for me um, Uh, that was that memory taught me a lot of things you know that mm. particular incident uh, taught me a lot of things it was you know a similar just before diwali we had gone uh, grocery shopping and um, nothing nothing fancy you know we were just shopping for groceries in dmart or something he loves shopping and so he was merrily picking up things from everywhere and dumping it and at one point um, i saw him head to one corner and you know diwali shopping in um, uh, in dmart and other superstore you know it's agarbattis and diyas and kandil and so many things and um, i didn't think much about what he was buying and we went home and when we were putting the things away i saw him you know just pick up something and just scurry away into the bathroom and i was like intrigued so i said what was that so he said you know he was a little sheepish and then he said uh, you know that was utne Mm-hmm. and um, mysore sandal soap and he said that was my diwali ritual you know when we were kids and even when we were adult men um, i used to give us utne uh, bath first thing in the morning on diwali and uh, afterwards she would give us each a mysore sandal soap with which we uh, uh, washed off and he says that she's not there but i still feel connected to this memory and that's why i bought it and that reminded me you know that it is this everyday rituals mm. uh, that remain in our memory long after the people that we associate those memories you know, with are gone and they'll forever remain uh, in a little corner of our hearts mm-hmm. yeah you actually mentioned how you know you were looking out your window and you saw a father and daughter playing together and that reminded you of your own father Oh my god yes you know so it was my favorite perch in my house is the a little ledge that i've made in the balcony where i sit and it overlooks the garden the mm. children's garden area a uh, play area and um, one one evening i was having my chai and there was this you know suddenly uh, a child started squealing in uh, you know it was just so nice to hear her she was just giggling away and squealing and i looked up and there was this young father he was tossing his girl in the air and then holding her and then you know cuddling her and she was like papa don't do that and then she would and say again again now toss me again and mm. then he would do that so it, it was it just transported me um, 
just straight back into my own childhood i was like that with my father you know i i think i think though my sisters contest this uh, very strongly but i think i was his favorite child okay. you know i i i just think that he was absolutely i was his favorite i was a rebel child you know everybody thought i was a bad girl did not listen to anybody picked fights with every and he would say that this is my special baby mm. and she i was his child you know he he protected me from um, everything and so it it took me straight back uh, to the time when we were growing up uh, mm. with him and we lived in a small little cottage by the tracks he was a railway man and we had those railway quarters it is it is a walled cottage mm-hmm. and the pride of uh, that house was his garden mm. we had a huge garden in which i think he grew some 40 kinds of roses oh wow and then we had fruit trees we had uh, dalim and peru and chiku and then he grew vegetables and on one side patch he also raised chicken mm. and we we had a prized cockerel there mm-hmm. and so it was like it was like for a child it was like Heaven it was a wonderland yeah. you know it was a wonderland and we would all four of us children but then there were only three the little one came much later but the three of us would hang around him every sunday if we were lucky he would be home um, he he was a guard in the railway so mm-hmm. you know in the good strain the last cabin would be this handsome young father of mine in his white uniform i don't know whether you you know that there is a motorman and a guard so unless the guard gives his green signal mm-hmm. the right. driver can't take the train ahead you right. know so so he was on the move all the time so if his duty took him somewhere then sundays we wouldn't see him when we were extremely lucky he would be there on the sun, on sundays and sundays his most special thing to do was spend hours in the garden you know mm-hmm. he was a kind of per- uh, person who loved he had a green thumb mm-hmm. and he believed that you could actually make plants happy and full of life by just chatting with him he would that was his ritual you know sundays spent with his plants his beloved roses checking under each leaf to say that see make sure that there was no worms and then um, sometimes when we were very lucky he would allow us to pick uh, you know the old leaf petals of the roses and um, amma would come out of the house with her shiny uh, you know glass jars and we would toss the petals into the jars and then she would put sugar on top of it and then the jar with the sugar and petals would stay in the sun in the garden till all of those sugar melted and was absorbed by the rose uh, petals mm. and it formed the most delicious gulkand achan loved gulkand he mm-hmm. he ate that with his milk every morning and um, i liked mine with chapati you know rolled in a chapati i would roll i would put gulkand in my chapati and eat it and mm, sometimes mm. when nobody was looking i would put my finger into the jar and lick it off but coming back to the garden um, that that was a place of so much bonding with um, achan he would sometimes you know allow us to scamper up um, the peru tree and then he would stand behind with his lungi held out like that and we would pick the ripe fruit and we we'll, would put it down uh, he would collect it and then we would distribute it in the entire community because there was so much he mm-hmm. really had a green thumb and uh, we did all kinds of things with the fruits and vegetables there was also there was also you know uh, the time with achan was like he was heavily into uh, bodybuilding mm-hmm. that was his thing and he was this you know gorgeous man you know he was i still haven't seen a man who was so handsome so he would oil his uh, body with mustard oil 
and and then he would do his workouts and one of the things he did was the bulwark i think it was called or the bulwarker or i don't Correct. know what it was yeah, the thing you press yeah, yeah. and he built his mm-hmm. uh, biceps with that and one day i have i have such a strong memory of this you know uh, he picked up his little brother uh, my little brother and put him on one bicep and i on the other bicep and we were little, little then and then that he w- we were the human weights for mm-hmm. that day and our friends my friends were there you know all the little girls little children would hang around our house because they all admired him and he would give gulkan then fruits and so they all hung around the house on sundays so i i have such strong memories of mm-hmm. you know growing up with a man who was like my hero mm-hmm. and um, sometimes he would you know we would stand by the tracks and um, the good train would pass by and i would say see that's my dad mm-hmm. and the other girls would say ha 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 and then i would you know uh, it was a railway commun- community colony and so there were other children you know who also had their pride about their fathers so i would say you know my if my father didn't show the green signal the driver can't drive the train mm. you know and then there was this little girl who said yeah but my father drives the train what is the use of your father showing the green signal if my father won't drive so this my father bestest got us into a horrible fight and you know before long we were on the ground tearing each other's hair till the others had to actually like pull you apart pull pull mm-hmm. us apart mm-hmm. so yeah that was a memory of uh, there's another you know in the chapter you've also spoken about how amma your mother uh she wanted to do something with the memory of achan and how she yes. developed a new craft altogether to you know achieve that yes so you know this was this was for me and i think for all of us a big learning um and something that gives me a lot of fulfillment so in the in the months that uh, after my father's uh, passing away amma went into deep depression you know she she couldn't comprehend that she had to continue living without the company of the man with who she had spent like 55 years you mm-hmm. know she she got married to him when she was a teenager mm-hmm. and she had known no other life but being his companion and so she went into a deep depression out of which we couldn't pull her out we didn't know what to do and then one day she came visiting um, So I think it was a summer. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't re- remember. But she came and she was staying with me for 15 days. And that was also the time I was preparing for one of my get writing workshops. Mm-hmm. And that involves a lot of work. You know, how the workshop would go. What What are the exercises I would give them to do, and all of that. And she came and she said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm preparing for my uh, writing workshop." And she said, "Even I want to write. Will you teach me how to write?" And I said, "Of course." Uh, do you want to write so she said i may be old but i have lots of stories that uh, you might want to hear and then next mm-hmm. morning when hasled harry went to work that became our routine then every morning after he went and we had our breakfast we would be at the work table and i would teach her how to write um, you know bring out those stories the techniques to bring out those stories how to put down a story in the most effective way mm-hmm. and there was a lot of conversations and it was like you know it was like a giant tap had been opened uh, within her and every day she would bring out new stories some of them very clear and lucid and arc- articulate and some of them very garbled because she was also you know uh, one is of course age and other is because of the intense grief that she was going through she was mixing things up mm-hmm. but i just wanted her to write i didn't care if it was garbled or what i just wanted because i realized that with every memory that she put down you know she spoke to me about she spoke to me about growing up uh, in kerala she spoke to me about being the first girl from her village to go and stay in a residential school and study 
of her little disappointment at being married off at 16 when she actually wanted a career then she spoke of being married to a man who was married to a cause my father was a rail worker union you know she was he was the leader of 17 lakh railway workers you know he oh, was one of the wow. one of the leaders who steered the 1974 railway strike so she spoke to me about that of mm-hmm. of of her being completely lost when he was imprisoned uh, in the aftermath of the r- railway strike uh, she spoke to me about her fear of losing her husband of not knowing where he was when during the strike he had gone underground so that the police would not catch him mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure that he was underground and kept the workers motivated to keep up the strike uh, he, she spoke about uh, you know midnight knocks on our doors and police raids they would come to search for him and she also spoke she would laugh and say that you know but we had a police station next to our house and they loved my father because they knew that he was doing amazing work for people who are downtrodden and exploited he was he was a great humanitarian my father even now you know people from that era when you say when i say i'm cr's daughter they will say oh my god what a wonderful man he was and he, he is that kind of a person so the policemen so when one one set of policemen were scheduled to raid the house in the you know after midnight another set would secretly let my mother know they'd come in the morning and say aaj sab ko bolna ki nahi rahe ghar pe kyunki raid hone wala hai so that that was the thing you know so so i i was a kid when all mm. of this happening we were all children we had no memory of any, we knew all these things were happening but it's only now i'm re- realizing the significance the magnitude of what we have experienced my mother lived through all of that you know not knowing when he was bunged in jail we had no money to eat you know my mother systematically sold her uh jewelry she had to wait in long queues to get a little kerosene so that she could cook for her family it was it was it was not nice and she but i realized that as she spoke about it and as she wrote about it all of that distress um, was slowly released into the universe you know her her one big grouse with her, my father was that you worked so many years you selflessly gave of yourself we grew up in poverty because you gave away everything to various causes and you don't you have not given me a roof over my head i don't have my own house you know i led her into a conversation about that you know why do you need a house and why did you think like this and then she wrote it down and then she let it out into the universe and just like that that grouse went away she said i'm living with my daughter now and it's so nice to live with my daughter because i have my grandchildren i have the love of my children mm. all the time and she's made peace with that so writing you know writing for those 15 days with me was a sort of therapy that no therapist could have given her and then she went back home to bombay to my sister's house where she lives and mm. for the next 6 months my life was like she'd call at midnight and say do you think i should write about this story or then she'd tick me off firmly about i have sent you three stories and you have not even given me any feedback about it you know this is not right and you told me to write and now you won't read it mm. and so all of this went on and uh, exactly a year on on the first anniversary of my father's death um, on 23rd feb 2017 she stood on a podium and she released her first book mm, it's my my journey with comrade cr and the thousands of railway men who thought he was their biggest friend he was god for them mm, so they were all was, there that's just wonderful yeah and she stood there and released the book and so many of the people in the audience had tears in their eyes because mm-hmm. they had lived that life with him mm-hmm. you know so it was so i think that is one of 
that is one of the most fulfilling things that i have ever done you know helping my mother tell her stories mm-hmm. and now it's like a giant tap now my mother is writing stories all the place and it's driving me around the bend and you have to become the editor <laughs> i have to become the editor i have to um, you know uh, not just editor feedback chief feedback giver and a lot of things mm-hmm. so yes but it was it is very fulfilling and to be able to you do have that. something you know you had a very wonderful takeaway that you wanted to give from this chapter so my takeaway of course here would be and people would think this is uh, old fashioned because it's no longer cool to hang out with your parents i never did that when you know i never did that when i was young because i married very young and then i got lost in bringing up my own child and setting up my home and chasing after a career so i think i lost so many precious years with them but to the people who are young now and who are who have aging parents and not even aging parents just any age but i just want to say that they are the our parents are the most valuable things that you will ever have in your life and i really really want to tell them that it is important to create memories with them it is important to bond with them it is important to be kind and courteous if possible at all make it possible be kind to them because you are what you are because they cared enough to raise you that way I think that's wonderful advice. Thank you, Sudha. And that was the final episode of the Fabulous at Fifty podcast. It's been a great journey. It's been a great learning experience for me. Thank you, Sudha, so much for sharing your experiences and for sharing your stories with us. It was it was totally um, a fun thing to do for me. It's the first time I'm doing something like this, but I had such a blast. Thank you for making it. Uh, so meaningful and such fun it was for my me. pleasure it was my pleasure so what's next you know what's the next journey in the life of sudha oh lots of things uh, i my journey is just beginning you mm. know uh, remember we are talking about feisty at 50 yeah so yes lots of things up my sleeve uh, a new book um, new ventures uh, new fun things to do my journey of self discovery is just uh, beginning and i think i hope i will see you back very soon on another show Absolutely and it will be a it will be a pleasure to come back uh, and uh, connect with all of you again and um, and um, I want to say goodbye to my uh, you know the listeners and people who connected with me who spent their time uh, uh, listening to us talk and um, stay tuned in folks and I'll be back soon goodbye and one final message um stay feisty at all times and be the diva of your own life awesome thank you sudha thank you very much